just a second. This year is Li Lui Nishmas Chaim Yosef Ben Chanach Alevi who is Swiss, who was Swiss uncle. In Riverdale? Okay. Um, this parasha, which is the last parasha in Bamidbar, right? The last parasha, the book of Bamidbar, as we pointed out several times, is about the 38 years that the Jews spent in the desert, right? As a punishment. As a punishment for what happened in, uh, in rejecting. Eretz Yisrael at the time of the Miraglim. So Kodesh Baruch Hu said they're going to be punished and the punishment was that they would uh, dray around in the desert until all the people who were involved died. They, could, they died a natural death. Why that is the case is not explained in the Torah. Why this is the appropriate the appropriate punishment for these people is not really explained in the Torah. So the first two psukim in this parasha say, Eile mas'ei b'nei Yisrael. A masa is a kind of a serious trip. It's not just going from to the makole to get milk, but it's a serious, it's a serious trip. Elamas Ebene Yisrael, Asher Yetzu Mi Eretz Yisrael. They are the ones who left, who were freed, who came out of Eretz Yisrael, Litziv Otam. Litziv Otam, I don't know exactly what that means. I know that in that word is the idea of a tzava. And tzava is organized, people who are organized. They, they could be called the tzava, not necessarily an army. So litzivotam, litzivotam is as they are organized. Biyad Moshe v'aharon. Biyad Moshe v'aharon, that's the leadership. Now Aaron and this parsha has already died. Moshe has not yet died, but, but during the 38 years, during the 38 years, they, uh, they were the Tzivotam. They were, they were led by Moshe and Aaron. They were led by Moshe and Aaron. So the continuation of the parasha, the continuation of the parasha is a list of Masaot. They went from A to B, from B to C, from C to D. That's Masaot. That's what happened. That's what the Torah... That's what the Torah teaches us. The second Pasuk, however, is totally mysterious. And the second Pasuk says, and I, was, I don't know why the Torah thought it was important for us to know how many Masaot were involved with the 38-year period. I, I, don't, I don't know why. But I know that it's in the list at the beginning of Masaot. The first period starts after the Muradim, yes? Yes, yes, it starts, that's what Rashi points out right away. 
But look at Pasuk Bet. Pasuk Bet is Vayichtov Moshe et Motsa'ehem lemasayem. Motsa'ehem means the places that they left. Motsa'ehem. Limas'ehem. They left places in order to become part of part of uh, a trip. Alpi Hashem. So what does Alpi Hashem go with? How do you connect it in the Pasuk? Vaychtov Moshe, blah, 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 Alpi Hashem. What does Alpi Hashem mean? Well, I don't know. I mean, the entire Torah was written Alpi Hashem. Why do you have to emphasize the fact that why do you have to emphasize the fact that these, uh, this list of Masa'ot was al Hashem? Of course it was al Hashem. And then, Ve'ele Mas'ehem Lemotza'ehem. These are them. These are the Masa'ot. Lemotza'ehem. So, uh, I think that these Sukim are relatively unclear. Let's see how Rashi helps us. Like Rashi helps us. <coughs> How does Rashi help us? Lama nichtevu hamasaot halavu. So Rashi tells us right away. Rashi is Rashi. And Rashi says this, this is really not important. This is not important. So it makes it an even greater question on the, on the words Alpi Hashem. Like, why would God tell us to do it if it's really not important? And that's what Rashi says. Lama nechtevu amasaot halalu. Why are they written down here in the last parsha in Bamidbar? Lahodia chasadav shobakom. In order that we should become aware of God's chesed, of God's mercy of the way God treats people who are being punished. Even though God uh, uh, determined that their punishment would be just wandering around, right? Wandering around in the desert. Don't think im don't think that all that happened to the Jews during those 40 years was that they were uh, they were pushed around oh you're here, go there, go to the other place go north, go south right? that wasn't how it was that wasn't how it was if you count the Masa'ot that I mentioned at the beginning of Masa'ot, you'd see that there are 42 of them. Tzemihem, right? Tzemihem means subtract. Tzemihem Yudalit, subtract from the 40, 14, right? Are you with me? Are you with Rashi? What? Do we know why 14? He's going to explain it. They all took place, all these 14 Masa'ot took place before the Chait of the Meraglim. So, so they don't count. 
Kodim Gzeira, before the edict was placed upon B'nai Yisrael. Misha Nasumi Ramses, when they left Ramses, that's when they left Egypt, right? Remember? Ramses was a big city in Egypt. Until they came to Ritma. It was Ritma, was the place that the Maraglim was sent to Eretz Israel. So those 14 Masaot, those 14 Masaot don't really count because it was before, before the Maraglim. So, so you have 40, now you take off uh, 20. Shemisham nishtalchu amraglim shenemar, that Maraglim was sent from Ritma, v'achar nasu ha'am mechatzerot, shalach lecha anashim, v'kan hu omer, v'yisu mechatzerot v'yachanu meritma. Lamadata shehi b'midbar parad. So it says this is a, there's sort of a little geography here that Rashi is teaching us that they were in midbar parad, and that's where the chait, the miraglim, was sent to Eretz Israel. So we could uh, uh, we could subtract that. Then ve'od. Furthermore, furthermore, like another subtraction. Ve'od. Hotzei misham shmone masot take out or subtract eight eight masot shayu lachar mitat aron mihorar ad arvot moab. This is the the time spent traveling from the time that Aaron died until arvot moab arvot moab was the closest place that they could come to, to Eretz Yisrael. That's our vote, Moab. That's where most, that's where the book of Dvarim took place. So that's not part of the punishment. That was not part of the punishment. The punishment seems to have ended with the death of Aaron. Right, the death of Aaron was the, was the end of, of that punishment. Bishnata Arba'im, Nimtza. Shekol shmone ushloshim shana. Ergo, nimza. Ergo, that the thirty, that thirty-eight years, right? You subtract the first year, and you subtract the last year. So you have thirty-eight <coughs> years. Shloshim shana lo nasu ella esrim masaot. And therefore. Therefore, Rashi says it wasn't so bad. But, but they didn't know that they were going to be traveling only 20 times in 38 years. No, they didn't know, but you know. But, but, from, their, their, but from their point of view, they're sort of a because every day they could be moving. It could be. But Sachakol, right? Yeah, in hindsight. That's what I'll be uh, the Torah is. The Torah is hindsight. Well, when they told after the after the when they told off the infant of the Muradin that, that they would be punished and they won't go to and when the people told themselves that they won't be able to go to Israel because of the Muradin. Right. When they told anyway. They were told in the beginning of Bamidbar, in Shlach. In Shakakha. Yeah. Well they, they told they were told them that they wouldn't be able to enter Israel. Yes. Oh. 
One, one, more, one more thing that Rashi says, Zem Yisodol She Rabbi Moshe Adarshan. Rabbi Moshe Adarshan, for Rashi, was a source. And it was a book, I think. It was a book which was written by somebody. And it collected all kinds of medrashim. And Rashi, Rashi uh, accepted the authority of Rav Moshe Adarshan. So he said, The Rabbi Tanchuma. Who's Rabbi Tanchuma? What's the Tanchuma? Another medrash. Medrash, not a medrash halacha, a medrash agada, right? Tanchuma. Tanchuma is the name of the Tana that appears regularly in that Medrash. So Rashi, Rashi is like telling us, look, I, I don't know, but I get my information from these sources, Rabbi Moshe Darshan, and also Rabbi Tanchuma. And Rabbi Tanchuma, he says, the Rashbei Drashan heard. Rabbi, the Tanchuma learned this problem or expounded on this problem in a somewhat different way. Mashalim Melech, it's like, like you can think of it in terms of a king. Shayyab ben Ochole, he had a sick son. And he had to take him to a faraway place in order to cure him or to get him, you know, medical treatment. Kevan Shayyuchozrim. So he did that. He got him medical treatment and it was successful apparently. Since they, they returned, as they were returning, So the father, every time they came to a place that they stopped at on the way to the doctor, he would talk about it on the way back. On the way back, he would say to his son, Kan yeshanu, kan hukarnu, kan chashashta edroshcha, right? That this is where we walk, and this is where you didn't feel well, and this is where we, we try to cool off somehow. So that's the tanhuma. So the tanhuma is answering a more difficult question, right? Not, I'm sorry, the tanhuma is answering the same question. The question that uh, the Tanchum is asking the same question. Why does the Torah tell us something in this organized fashion that we already know? I mean, how do we know that the first, uh, the first Masaot from Ramses to Ritmo Right, there were ten of them, and they don't count in the Cheshbon. Because that's what it says in the Torah. It's not something that we had to figure out here. So what the Tanchuma is saying is that sometimes there's pleasure in repeating things. Sometimes. Sometimes you just want to say it again. And that's what happened, that's what happened with, the, according to the Tanchuma, with the Masai, right? Rabbi Moshe Adarshan had a slightly different idea. Rabbi Moshe Adarshan, uh, 
He said, Rabbi Moshe Adarshan, there was a purpose to listing this list. And the purpose for listing the list is to show that it wasn't so bad. That even though the punishment was clearly stated in the Torah, nevertheless, it wasn't so bad. You know, people died when they got older, right? And then, uh, and that was, it was not so terrible. That's according to Rabbi Moshe Darshan. So you have Rabbi Moshe Darshan and you have the Tarhuma. That's what Rashi, that's how Rashi does it. And it's especially, I think, interesting that Rashi, uh, that Rashi hits it straight on. Like he, he says, well, like how do we know? What is it for? What is it, what does it bother? That's, that's Rashi. I didn't understand why, why we Stop counting with our own death. Why is that the marker? Because, because uh, that was the punishment. It was our own, in whatever way he participated. What, with the spies? What? With the spies, it's for the golden cat was the spies. Yeah, 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 but also with the spies, he wasn't able to control the situation. So now, uh, we just look at, at, at three Hasidic sources. Uh, two from the Svat Emet, I think, and one from the, from the Mara, from Rab <coughs> Nachman. Now it's important to remember that Rab Nachman lived long before the Svat Emet. Uh, you know, hundreds of years before, 17 as opposed to 90. And, uh, and so it's interesting, interesting how, how it seems to show up. So here the Likuti Maran, in the first part of the book, Otmem, 40, Otmem. So let's look, let's look at what it says. Isa basara ma'amarot, elemasei b'nei Yisrael, so he, he, uh, he says, he sees that in ten of the ma'amarot, ma'amar is something that's said, something that's spoken. In ten of them, it says this introduction. Like the word ele. Right, these are them, these are the ones. They, they, they remind us of of a previous sin, the sin of the Chaita Maraglin, right, where they said, and because of that, so it's true that the specific Chaita was the height of the of the Miraglim, but to, that's added on to the height of, of the Egel Hazahav. Like everything is added on to the Egel Hazahav. Bishvil Zed, Yisu B'nei Yisrael, because of that, because of this combination of Chata'in, so B'nei Yisrael are going to travel. Nimsa Kol Ha'nitiot Shel Adam, Every time a person goes cockeyed, 
does the wrong thing. It's because he doesn't have, he, he, can't, he can't depend on faith. In, in, in other words, every chait, every chait, doesn't matter what it is, doesn't matter what you've done. Every chait, every avera is in the same category. It, it's a personality disorder, according to Rav It's a personality disorder. You, you, you're not able, you're not able to, uh, you're not able to protect yourself. You're not able to maintain faith. That's called an Avera. Ki ima Rav Nachman says that if a person believed perfect faith that God could provide him with everything that he needed word a planting means a foreign planting something that's not, not in the deal lo he wouldn't go off at all. You get it? Look, listen, it's a, it's a good one. He says, Rav Nachman says, Nimsa. Nimsa means ergo. Right? Ki who That traveling okay and it's like almost the three weeks now you know after Tishabah you know everybody goes traveling so Rav Nachman says Rav says traveling is Kilkul you're not allowed to travel because why aren't you allowed to Hainu Bechinat Avodazar he says it's like being idolatrous it's like being traveling it's like being idolatrous Say Tomarlo, say, say go out. Zebekinat Nesia Vitiltu. Say the word say represents the idea of doing the wrong thing, going to the wrong place. Gamal Yedetiltu, even if it's only being pushed around from one place to another, and so he tries to fix whatever got shaky in heaven. Right? prevents the right, uh, uh, good things happening. Good things don't happen. You will serve other gods. And there won't be any rain. There won't be any rain. When there's no rain, so there's no bounty. Ukshain Sova, Ain Shalom, when there's no Sova, there's no 
There's no peace. Kiboshe Katuv Yis'u Harim Shalom La'am that the hills uh, bring forth the shalom to the people Kiboshe Pirish Rashi as Rashi explains there Kishe'en Shalom as Ein Ish Ozer Lechavero when there's no shalom people don't help each other Bekol Echad Tzarich Everybody has to travel and go from one place to another in order to just eke out a living. And even galut, uh, the exile, is, uh, comes upon us because of bitul Torah. So what is it? Do you, you get a feeling for what he's saying? In there, in there, he's giving you a different idea about Masaot. It was Rab Nachman is saying, why was the punishment of B'nai Israel connected to, why was it connected to Masaot? Why did they have to do Masaot and die along the way? <coughs> so Rab Nachman says, a Masa is an escape. His people travel because they're not happy with what they have. They're not happy with where they are. So they, will, they, they, they move on. Maybe it'll be better. Maybe it'll be better. And that for Rav Nachman is an act that defies faith. Faith means, according to Rav Nachman, that everything is all right. That's, that's faith, not philosophical faith, but the kind of faith that you're supposed to have in order, to, uh, in order to live in the world that was created for you on your behalf. That's what Rav, Nachman, what Rav Nachman is saying, so that the Masa'ot, the Masa'ot that B'nai Yisrael underwent in the desert, these trips that they took, was to prove to them, somehow to prove to them that they didn't need that, that it would come to an end. <coughs> that the idolatry that's in their souls, according to Rabbi Nachman, the idolatry would be insolvable somehow. It's something that could be taken care of. So that's what, that's what Rabbi Nachman says. That's what Rabbi Nachman says. Now let's look at the Svatim. Can I ask, can I ask, is that what we would like to study? I don't, I, 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 And so you say, study like Lech Lecha. So you say the Hasidic way of looking at it, and uh, people always quote the Ishbitz earlier, is that we're not talking about external journeys, we're talking about internal journeys. Couldn't we apply that here also to his, because you, you said it's like tiltul, the tiltul, so could look, it's not necessarily traveling, it's taking all kinds of paths in life, maybe. Yeah, okay, it's a little more modern, what you're saying. But I think that, that Rav Nachman is interesting, nonetheless, 
because he said that, uh, that the Massah was not a punishment. It was a reflection of the spiritual vacuum that B'nai Israel were in. There was no other choice. I mean, they could have stayed in one place. And over the 38 years, everybody would have died. But, but the Massah, this emphasis on Massah, on the fact that they traveled, that said something about B'nai Israel. I think that Rav Nachman is a little, little different than what yeah, you said. People say, like, oh, she, I'm in a different place now. They don't necessarily mean they, they moved geographically. So that would be more modern, but I don't know, just the kind of facetious approach. Okay. Has Rabbi Nachman explained al pi Hashem? Hashem is the one telling us to, to travel, not No, not Hashem is one of those to write it down so we would know what really happened. Yeah, Bechtov Moshe al pi Hashem. The emphasis is on that this is Torah like regular Torah. It's not something that... Uh, it's not, you can't differentiate it. Not, not intermission for a travel walk. <laughs> yeah. Okay, Zvatamet. It's interesting, Nisiya is pretty close to Nitiya. Nisiya, the word Nisiya is very close to Nitiya. Yeah, yeah. Okay. But Nitiya is a regular word that's used by Kabbalists. Ah. When the plantings, that you, you, it means you, you plant the wrong thing. Going after the wrong thing. So let's look at the Svatamet. Svatamet is 200 years later. Svatamet. Amasa'ot shenichtivu batorah motzaihem. In the list of Masa'ot, of these trips that are written down in the Torah, motzaihem. Motzaihem. The place from which they left. That's what it says in the Psukim. They left A, and they went to B, and they left B, and they went to C, right? So, so that word, Mozai, had bothered the Svatabet. Sheyesh makom she'ein lahem kiyum, rakal yidei shemitrachek ha'adam mehem, kichol inyanei olam hazeh, shebitulam ze kiyumam. Listen to that, Right? Kol inyanei olam hazeh. Everything in the real world, which is the world that brings you down, that doesn't let you express your your higher self, your higher nature. He says, he, he says, kol inyanei olam hazeh shebitulam zekiyuma. That that what you're supposed to do is is get out of it. Just to get out of the reality of things and not let it affect you, your faith in the way you think about things. And why are these all called Masaot trips? That traveling is the higher level. Because by moving, all of these places were mentioned in the Torah. They, they actually have a place. 
ועל ידי זה עצמו מתוקנים להיות נקרא, נקרא מקום לעצמו כנ"ל. In, in other words, what he says is, you have to look at what a Messiah is. It's a different story. It has nothing to do with the punishment. It has to do, again, with the state of Am Yisrael. And that the Messiah somehow will, will make things better, will improve things. V'chein tzarich, you see the third line in the... In the uh, in the Svat HaMet. V'chein tzarich kol adam lizkor b'kol davar ki hu l'tzorech Hashem yitbarach. He says that you have to remember that everything you do and every opportunity you have is l'tzorech Hashem yitbarach. It's all for God. It's because God wants it to be that way. Ukeshe oseh l'shem shamayim When you do something for the sake of heaven, that gives it existence. The Sartamet says it's something about your existence, how it is to be in the world. Are you doing what God wants you to do? Are you, are you uh, uh, able to are you able to have a Masah? Keo Tzorch Hashem Yitbarach Vukisho Seh L'Shem Shamayim Mekayim Adabar V'Rotein Lo Makom Hain Dabar Tov Ora Bidrach Hakum Imenu Kanal Next to the last line in the middle Uba Medrash Shechotfim La'atzmam Hayen Sham Eitzel B'nei Gad U'b'nei Reuven Shetzarich Leida Shehu B'Koach HaToradat B'nai Gad and B'nai Ruvain saw uh, uh, an opportunity. They saw an opportunity and they grabbed it. They went to grab onto it. I told you that, yeah, that the Nitziv calls the, the land that the B'nai Gad and B'nai Ruvain received a part of Eretz Yisrael. And since it was a part of Eretz Yisrael, we understand why B'nai Gad and B'nai Ruvain actually did it. Why did they say יש קיום אף לממון כדומה כנ"ל. everything is possible according to the Svat Amet. The last line is שאמר שלא לעשות התפל עיקר כנ"ל שכשהוא תפל יש לו מקום. He thinks that the Masa'ot, the Masa'ot represent the fact that you leave a place, well, that has meaning, that's meaningful. You move on to another place. That was like the last lesson that B'nai Yisrael learned in the desert. They learned, they didn't need to be reminded, according to the Svatamet, they didn't need to be reminded that they who are uh, uh, being punished, or that many of them died. They knew all of that. So why were the, why were the, uh, uh, why were the Masa'ot, why were these trips listed 
why are they al pi Hashem? The Svatimet doesn't say it, but I'll say it. Right? I think that the Svatimet uh, has something to say. <coughs> why it was it important for the? I mean, not not as you asked before, right? Not that the Svatimet explains why it was important that everybody should know that it's al pi Hashem. What's the al pi Hashem here? It seems like a statistical matter. Somebody just, you know, an accountant writing down how many Masa'ot there were from what place to what place. And the Svatimet says, well, that's life. That's life. Life is Masa'ot. My life is you look around, you see that there's something that looks better than what you have, and you go for it. You run, you run that way. And sometimes it works out, and sometimes it doesn't work out. And that's what the lesson of Masa'ot was, and it was the Alpi Hashem, right, the, that Moshe Rabbeinu wrote it down, Alpi Hashem, doesn't mean, doesn't mean just that God told him to write it, but it means that there's a lesson, and if you like dig away at it, if you, you'll get the lesson, you'll get the lesson that is the last Svatavet, the last paragraph of the Svatavet, where he explains it more carefully, <coughs> Mas Ahem Moza Ahem Masa again is a trip and Moza Ahem is from where they originated, where they came from, the Moza. Halishonot bitchilat hapasut visofa perush muhupachim. Okay, this is a technical question. Yeshlomar kiakatuv toleha masa ot bi itziat mitzraim viera evenir e and this is a new idea. I mean, the question, of course, is the same question as when, when was the creation of the world? When did it end? We know when it started. It started, but if you're learning Chumash, where does it end? What's the end of... Uh, of uh, so here he says, what's the end of Yitziat Mitzrayim? When is it finished? Right, so you know when we learned the Pasha of Shemot, you could say, uh, the book of Shemot, you could say the book of Shemot had ended with the Mishkan. Right, you built the tabernacle. That was the end, the end of it. Vayikra, continuation, right? More about the Mishkan. And then again, Bamidbar, there's a regression. The regression, does that mean that there, that there is a, there is something? So look again here. He says it's line two. Ki b'chol masa mitrachaku yoteli mitzrayim ad shebau leeretz yisrael v'tzarich liyot aratzon shel haadam beprishuto migashmiyut k'dei lidabek ba'ashem yitbarach sheyuchal liyot bar. You be strong, right? You can, you know, you, the trip could be that you're leaving someplace or that you're going someplace. That's, uh, that's what the Svatimet says. So that when you, the reason that God told Moshe Rabbeinu to write it down was Every trip has a place from which you start and it has a desired place to which you are going. 
So I think that if you if you look again if you look again at, at these uh, sources, you'll see that uh, Rav Nachman is kind of a little depressing. You know, he says that uh, that really uh, there's no there's no way to to overcome. But the Svatamet, the Svatamet gives you a better option. Like you can you can be you could be uh, you learn from every every situation that you're in. You could get something out of every situation that you find yourself. So nothing said it's no good if nothing said it's no good thing that you take trouble. I guess. Okay, have a good chance. Thank you.